Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. Got veins on his forehead. What? What? What up? Walk this way. Jay's turning into Steven Tyler. He's growing his hair out. He's getting more more jewelry. Dude. Uh, You don't see him on Instagram, but just trust me on this. Scarves are coming next. Are you going to do the scarves? Walk this way. (laughs) I'm doing a lunge just in case you wanted to know. Well, Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year, bro. Xander, welcome to the podcast. Hey, oh, Big X. It's great to be here. Xander the Commander. Great to be here. As our we're friend gonna, says. We're going to do a short news um, and then get right into the six. We're going to talk about six years of sobriety with Xander and Jay. They celebrated that. Uh, when was that? Uh, End of December. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. So we haven't recorded in a while, but we're going to get this up here quick. Say 4-12? Yeah. I just added one There's, for good measure. It was 12 in the afternoon. It was 12 in the afternoon when we decided. 12 steps. 12, 12, 12, okay. 12. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> At 12 o'clock, we had sushi. Anyways. A uh, couple, couple of news articles hitting. Uh, does this shock you? December 29th. Uh, opiate crisis leaves 700,000 Americans dead. Epidemic continues to worse. Worsen and evolve. 700? That's double, right? Uh, between 1999 and 2017. 10% yeah. of them were in 2017 alone. Damn. Um, Heavy. So not, me at all. not at all. Not slowing down. Even though it's weird, interesting, because they're, they're tightening the grip on the doctors. That's yeah. maybe yeah. why. Uh, and uh, I'm just saying, there, there might be a negative externality of that. Yep. A short term, right? Just short like, term. Hopefully short term. Right? Because... Uh, not to get political, but our current administration is actually really going after the the opioid crisis, yeah. and so maybe Big a lot farming. of people are going out. To but the what are most overdoses? Like if you're not getting from a dirty doctor in pill form, you're going out and getting well, the, the drug, pro- and then you get here's the fentanyl pro- in there. Here's exactly here's the problem with being a drug addict today, and why I'm grateful I'm off the juice is is back in the day if you got something, you knew that it was coming from a pharmacy and it was legit. Now they're printing pills. And they look identical to, you know, uh, Roxy 30 or whatever the drug is, but it's really coming from Mexico and it's fentanyl. And you don't know, they're, they're not dosing them correctly. Yeah. So one dose could be a dose to get you high and the same looking pill could be a dose to kill 10 people and it just kills you. Yeah, I heard a weird, uh, I don't know if it's a rumor or saying, but there's a, have you heard this? A, a sick passion of addicts of when they hear of an overdose Yes, absolutely. 100%. That they're actually attracted because yeah. like that I mean, means that's, that's good, good stuff. That's good dope. Good but that's a real in the heroin world and meth. Like they, they, dude, that stuff is legit. Like the the you watch those shows on Netflix where they're talking to the guys in the mash when they're talking about their drug. They're like yeah. these fools are so sick that when the more overdoses happen, the money goes up. Like I mean, I doubled. It's them, like man. a marketing. Like yeah, it's it marketing. helps with marketing. Yes. Yeah, because because a lot of addicts are like, oh, that they guy have did, to get they higher. didn't have the tolerance that I have, so I can handle it. Right. One, two, they they can't get high anymore. Like this thing. Yeah. All right, take a look at this. You get to zoom in on there, but uh, I'll post this up on the show notes. But there's a map of the United States, and look at the dark areas where the most opiate addiction overdoses are. Do you notice uh, anything on there that may be related to our audience? Orange County? Utah. Not as dark as another spot. Is Utah. Check out Utah. Oh, yeah, dude. Wasatch Front, bro. Oh. Way darker no. than... Than all of Orange County. all of Orange County. That's gnarly. So you Wasatch Front, 
There's a, it's hitting you straight That's, up. Getting that in Nevada. Yeah, we got the, New Mexico. You got a darker right in that New Mexico. You have a yeah yeah. So yeah. Two, you have a darker spot dads. in in Salt Lake than you do in Las Vegas in L.A. In L.A. Um, but then New Mexico. That's gnarly to think, dude. That's and then there's like, a pocket in West Virginia. Look at West Virginia. Just getting I know that's hit. that's pretty gnarly. But I'm saying, like, dude, how gnarly? Because didn't Brigham Young quote something like that about the Salt Lake? But like, to think about the sacrifice they early saying, like the, those great grandfathers, and you know, like the, they they we all know they buried their own children, their wives, their husbands, crossing the plains. They freaking come there, and then, dude, within two hundred years, like one hundred fifty years, now it's. What it's by done. lifestyle choice. Lifestyle choices, yeah. Letting the world influence it, right? Yeah. Right, so good drug. It's got a prescription you can take and go to the temple. Yeah, yeah that's 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 where it. we know most of it starts, right? Yeah, because yep. they still can't. The pers- the beer is still not the same quality, right? But right. but the obviously the, the oxy drugs the oxy is just as powerful, but the beer is half as powerful. Half a sin. <laughs> is that what people say there? I used to, no. say, I used to say that in really? disease, yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, it's only half a second. Uh, uh, I've been posting That's not funny. very good on social media, um, and really I've just been reposting a lot of quotes, so I'm going to record I've been sending you some stuff. I've been liking it. Okay, good. I like your stuff. Uh, so, uh, hey, uh, our buddy Kurt over at Leading Saints had a good interview with uh, Chris and Autumn Bennett on their couple's journey through sexual addiction. Gnarly. So jump on over to Leading Saints podcast, and if you want to listen to that, Kurt's uh, been great to our podcast. Um, let's just end with this one. James E. Faust. Ooh. We unavoidably stand in so many unholy places and are subjected to so much that is vulgar, profane, and destructive of the Spirit of the Lord, that I encourage our saints all over the world, wherever possible, to strive to stand more often in holy places. That's good. Where are some places where you st- that you stand that are more holy? ARP meetings. Okay. Hmm. Is that it, Jay? Well... You, you do you do it like on running and yeah, yeah, yeah. driving. I think, you yeah. You turn those I, I turn those things, because back in the day, like those... Uh, my my gym workouts, which I'm back in the gym, first time since March. But um, when today, like back in the day, dude, that was like, let's crank on 50 Cent and let's listen to like some hardcore stuff so I can get in a hardcore moose, so I can overcome some hard weakness. But I can, I've realized, and I used to say I can't do that if I'm listening to I can't work to, out as I hard. I can't work out as hard. Dude, that is such a, that's a cop-out mindset. I've, I, you saw me a few weeks ago. I ran 13 miles in one stretch, and I tell you, I didn't listen to Eminem till the very end. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the last two miles. But it was. <laughs> but uh, it was recovery album. It was the recovery album. Number one, and number two was edited, and it was. Uh, and I listened to it on loop. The one song that I listened to when I first got sober. The point is, as I've turned, like you said, I've turned the car, and you helped me with this. You know, I turned the car, and I turned the. The, the workouts in the gym or the run into like that's the time where I if I'm gonna if that's a if that's gonna be a daily thing for me like like okay you got two hours to do this then or an hour to do this like why don't you you can get double the thing right I can get a you physical physical and spiritual physical boost. fed spiritual fed and then I know I'm usually gonna eat better too when I get home so I'm hitting like three things if I do it right right so nice. yeah I uh, I've been taking my son to school um and normally that's yeah, like my 15 minute, but he wants to jam all these like old, he likes in the funk music. He's now. In the funk? Yeah. <laughs> he switches it up. He so switches quick. so quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, I miss it. I'm like, I can't wait to get out of the car so I can put on like a church talk. Because that's usually your little 15 yeah. minute run. Um, 
Well, so you get your Jamba Juice at eight in the morning. I've been listening to audiobooks lately, and if I got my little two-year-old in the car, he thinks I'm on the phone talking to somebody. <laughs> so he's quiet. So no, 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 hook up, hook up. Hi. Hi. <laughs> the whole time the audiobook's hi. going. <laughs> like, like June, he's, hi. He's like waiting for him to say hi back. It's like, listen, dude, David Goggins isn't He's not going to say it. He ain't going to say Merry Christmas <laughs> the way you want it. <laughs> Roger that. Oh, man. Uh, and then I'm going to put another shout out to the Gay RM. Uh, we're going to have him back He's on uh, our podcast. Interviews. Um, and he did a, a sweet, uh, he does a blog post, and this one's on how to forgive. Forgiveness is, he says, forgiveness is taking the knife out of your own back and not using it to hurt anyone else, no matter how they hurt you. Oh, that's, that's good, legit. Yeah. If he came up with that one, that one's I think killer. that's him. Um, Knife out of your own back and not trying to yeah. hurt someone else with it. And he shares about how he was kind of picked on and bullied as a kid and how a lot of his friends left the church. Yeah. And, they, and even on his mission, like, they left the church because people were mean to him or someone in Relief Society or Elders Quorum said something or offended him. Yeah. Um, and for, the huge, yeah. unfortunately. And, and with addiction, I think that's a lot because, like, people probably said bad things, like, yeah. Things to you that were hurtful. Yes, yes. Uh, not me. Not you, no, no bishops? I'm just Anyways, kidding. No, just <laughs> yeah, no, no. that's good. He's a, he's a stud. All right. Uh, and then I think the that. last podcast we had li- li- uh, posted was the town hall, which I, I frankly had no idea how good. Like, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I good. mean, we had a good experience there, but you and yeah. I were a little nervous because it was a little the different. The audio crowd. wasn't that great because we had to put the mic like there. But way behind us, yeah. and we're in this giant room. We couldn't be all super churchy like you normally would, like where we're dropping. Like, the atonement is how I got yeah. to where I am today. Like, I had to switch my, I had to do, tell me tonight, like, you didn't. Your story was a little different, and I'm like, yeah. well, I had to. I switched it up a little bit, you know. But um, everyone kept commenting and said, "Dude, the way Brad explained addiction and that is freaking killer." So props to Brad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, cool. I don't remember what I said, but so, I don't either. So, so, we were nervous. I, I give it. This one was at a town hall meeting. Dude, yeah. Well, we called it the town hall, but it was. Uh, it's titled NSP Town Hall. Oh, on their podcast. got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. So that we, just, we uh, just recorded it and. Loaded up and it was like it. a light the world type in a sense. Like this yeah, member the of the family, church puts the family together was like, on. let's light the world. This is a problem in society and let's talk about it. And we had like, dude, the room was packed. Yeah, and it was a pouring. It doesn't rain and much was, in California. Yeah. And it was, it was Seattle style down. pour. Yeah. Okay, we're going to drop in your share next, Jay. And then we're going to come back in with uh, Ask the Addicts with Xander and Jay as they celebrated six years sobriety. I swear, this is ironic. I was going to share this quote before she said that. Mm-hmm. But it says, uh, it was something I read on LinkedIn a couple of days ago. It says, you can't change your reality quickly, but you can change your expectations in a second. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, uh, you know, expectations are resentments in the making, whether that, that's from us or other people doing it towards us. Like, and we all fall short of that. And I think step this, this goes with step nine um, perfectly because... When I was in my addiction, before I, before I understood, I was a lot like, you know, Brian shared earlier, like, I mean, I only said sorry and just, it's just so I can get something out of it or, you know, and when I first got sober, I just want to make, I want to go explain myself to the world. Like, okay, here, here's why I was a schmuck for the last, you know, X amount of years or whatever. And here's why I treated you bad. Like, so just, let's just, you don't need to forgive me. It's all good. Like, we're good. And, uh, but, uh, I realized real quickly, like after going to my first few meetings, you know, with the, luckily I had that, that room and there it was only five ish people there, five to seven people on Thursday night, but they were all 
hardcore AA people and uh, men and women that had learned. Uh, a lot of them had a lot of years in that room. And so there was a lot of wisdom that was shared every week. And so I quickly learned that that wasn't going to help. So I didn't do that, luckily. I had already done stuff like that in the past. So, But I did learn real quickly that, you know, keep your side of the street clean, you know, and that's all you can do. That's it. Like, and, uh, and that applies to, st- like, that's kind of like the precursor to step nine. So if you're on step one or two or three, four, whatever, your, your version of step nine for now is to just keep your side of the street clean. And, you know, anytime you make a mistake, just, just say you're sorry. It's a lot easier to say that. Like when she came to me and said what she said, it was just easy to go, sorry, that's not my intentions. You know, that's not, most of the time, even people that seem like we make these things up, at least I do. I make these things up in my mind that people are doing things to hurt me. Right. Like they're saying these things that they like they're they're thinking about. They're thinking as much as I'm thinking about the situation. And so therefore they're saying this to purposely, you know, for the most part, that's not usually the case. Right. Just like when and, and you can play that out by like when it's done to you and someone comes to you and it's like, why did you say it? like, oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. Like, that's not my intentions. Right. You know, and, and Satan's definitely good at that. And I think but you know more so i don't know if i want to blame it all on satan i think it's just our ego it's my ego like that's my ego you know i used to think that ego was only when you're on top and you're like being braggadocious or something but you know i read this book that um called ego's the enemy and it and it it outlined how the ego can be in so many more ways than one you know it can be it could be at the top it could be at the bottom it could be in the middle it could be when you're receiving something it could be when you're giving something like it is it is if you look closely, it's almost it's always there trying to come out. It's oh, at least for me, it's always there trying to come out, and that's what destroys my relationships. It destroys first of all my mental health, right? Like it destroys my ability to be happy and to just let things roll off my back, you know. And it, and and it destroys my relationships because of that that stuff that's going on in here, that talking in my mind that just he said that that way, like you know, he's trying to hurt me, you know, or she's trying to, you know. Most of the time, that's not there. That's my ego. And, uh, and it's helped me a lot um, because it's something that, you know, it's never ending. Like, I'm not, this is going to be a lifelong pursuit, you know, and I'm okay with that. And as soon as I accepted that I was an addict and therefore I was going to be in recovery, I, I got over the fact of, like, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. And, and I love it. Like, you know, we say that all the time is because it saved our marriage. It first saved my life and then it saved our marriage. And so we'll never stop. If we ever move, that, there'll be a new meeting wherever we go. I promise you that. If it's not already there, like, and we'll build a new one, you know, like, because this is who our, this is our life. These steps saved our lives and it saved our marriage. And, and, it's, and, and we've been a part of seeing other people's lives get saved, you know. Um, Tom, congratulations on your 30 days. It's huge, you know. It's just like, uh, remember when I first met Tom and uh, he was no different than me or anyone else, you know. We're all sick when we first come into this thing. You know, if you met me when, on my first day, if the rules were reversed, Tom, you would have, wouldn't have had a bunch of booze, but I'd had a bunch of pills you'd had to dump out for me because I, I, I wouldn't go anywhere without pills. I was, you know, those were my, that was my crutch. That was my safety blanket. And, you know, so it's just amazing to see you come here and get, you know, 38 days and get your chip. And it's awesome to see you here. And, and you know, obviously, Greg, same thing, you know, two years. I mean, three years. It's insane. Like, that's just... It's amazing, like three years. I remember when, when you first showed up in San Clemente and uh, it was, you know, so refreshing. You're, you're, you know, you have a refreshing spirit about you and, um, and uh, the Lord's working miracles in your life. And, you know, to go and you, you and your wife to take your, 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 your most darkest, worst experiences and, and, and share those with other people to give them hope. 
I promise you, if you hadn't done that and what you're doing over there in Irvine, like you probably wouldn't be exactly where you are. You probably still have sobriety, and you guys would still be fine. But you know, the retrospect comes later, you know, and we'll be able to see that later. And just proud of you, and it's just rad to watch. And I'm grateful to be sober. And you know, I was texting another guy who's not here tonight, and um, and he was like, I just had a hard day. I just had a hard day. I just want to use, you know, all day. And I'm like. I'm like, okay, so let's let's break that down. Why, you know? And this person was like, well, because I hate my life and I hate who I become. I'm like, that's BS. If you, if you hated who you become, you wouldn't want to use anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd realize that using was why you got to where you are. So you're not going to do that anymore. So let's let's be honest. Let's be real. Like, just be real. Figure out the why and do these steps. These steps help you. And this guy, we we broke it down. He, expectations are really what he's fighting. You know, the expectations that he puts on himself. The world doesn't do it. Stop blaming Satan. Stop blaming the world. Like, it's us. It's up here. And these steps, like I said the other week, they emancipate you from your ego and your expectations and your fears and your resentments and your misconduct. And they allow you to go out into the world and spread peace instead of chaos, like, like I did in my addiction. And um, I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Six years, boys. Oh! It's not recording. Yeah, yeah it is. I just have I was the... Not thing. I, just have I like to see the thing so okay. I can see my volume. There we go. How's that? Thank okay. you. That okay, anyways, okay. Six years. Six years, bro. What? My wife wants a Chrysler Pacifica. Oh, I've actually seen one of those lifted the other day. Matt Black was dope. A, a van? minivan? Yeah, but it was in a picture. Like, someone did this and the guy sent it me. Anyways, six years in the house. Can you record it? Yeah, yeah, bro. Sorry. All right. What's up, bro? Hey. Boys, six years... Does it seem like that would never happen? 100%. Did you ever... I mean, to me, it's not a shock, but I've seen you guys... I've only known you guys sober. Yeah. And in recovery. You didn't want to know that. We wouldn't... Put it this way, you would... Lucky you! Lucky... <laughs> you wouldn't have been friends with us sober. Like, we were... I don't think I would you, have been, yeah, no. I kind of shy away. I yeah, don't you shy away from that stuff because it's intense, right? And... I know we've you've had friends that have their ups and downs, and it's, it's intense. Let's just say, dude, me and Xander took it to another level another because level. Uh, we were not only, dude, we'd had our friendship go up. And, like, obviously in our individual lives, mess, right? Like, I was ruining my relationships. He was ruining the relationship. But our relationship would go up and down, too, even though we were. You were best friends or hated each other? Yeah, like, and usually it was always over drugs. It was always something over, like, you know. And we had other friends, too, in that circle, and he. You know, so-and-so was at my house, stole my drugs again. You know, it was like, dude, we were like... This if it wasn't drugs, it was something to go along with drugs or, or something or, to go along with our addiction, our, or, our, yeah. our insecurities or Money whatever. Money or, or whatever. We, we'd, or, we'd, uh, we'd go after each other. But, I mean, but, we, we but, literally almost went to blows. Yeah. Six years is a long Shut time. Shut up at my house, dude. Six Pound years on. is yeah. came more out. than a half a decade. Oh, I knocked you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come I be friends today. You. We wouldn't have been sober today together. Hey. We almost fought. Should we get in the ring? I wouldn't want. I'll let him. I'll let's wait till you're on a plane well, yeah, to lose some weight. Done. Yeah. And get fit. Two thousand. Maybe let's our seven year. Two thousand twenty. Seven year in the gym. Are, okay, hold on. Let's do this right now, though. Let's let's set this. Book it. Two thousand. No, I'm nervous if you get <laughs> lean, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fast. No, let's do this. Two thousand twenty. 
when we do our set, yeah, because it's a year from now, right? Seven, yeah, yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty next year. Twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. Okay. So, so we do our seven year podcast in ringside, live. ringside, ding, ding. after Jay and I go to blows. What do you think? I love it. I'm in. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, so we'll record oh, after. Yes. So we'll we'll do the like we'll yeah. Is it MMA or just boxing? Just boxing. Just, just kickboxing or boxing? Just boxing. Okay. Just boxing. Boxing. Jay, Jay, I'll be honest. Jay's got some kicks <laughs> that I won't forget. Yeah, no so chop we'll, out. We'll just box because we'll he's box. trained at that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. You have never. So just pure straight boxing. Yep. And then after like a round or two, short rounds. Now you got some real motivation to keep on your program, bro. Because <laughs> if not, I'm gonna lay you out, bro. So, so we stay out of the pads. Stay on the head. Oh yeah, we'll do the full. We'll do the full. We'll do the whole chest. We'll live stream it. We'll, that'd be epic. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. All right, but if there's there's got to be some ring girls. There's got to be some dividends. Yeah, very modestly dressed ring girls. There's got to be some. Our wives. Our wives. Yep. And daughters. Very. <laughs> Very uh, on Avery up there with the ring. Oh gosh, she would work that so hard. <laughs> she's so inappropriate. She's seen so many UFC. Yeah, she's, also, she's like, Dad, I've seen this. Wha bam, wha bam, wha bam, dude, shaking her hips when she's walking. Uh, oh, right. Avery. Uh, she's five. <laughs> <laughs> she loves. The, she actually wants to be a fighter. So, anyways, but uh, all right. But I got, if this happens, I'm getting dividends from this fight. When this because by 2020, there'll they'll be dividends. What do you pay. mean dividends? From the podcast. Like, we may get a sponsor or two yeah, by yeah, then? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Yeah, if you'd like to sponsor it, we'll give you dividends. Awesome. Because right totally. now, 20% of nothing is <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If I do my math calculation. Let's put an Instagram poll up. We talked about polls, right? Like You talked about that. <laughs> Who do you think will win? Can I take Remember a, the yoga pants? Can I take a picture of you right now? Can we talk about the yoga pants poll? That was amazing. Anyways. But I prefer to let's not. All That's right. an embarrassing time of your life. All right. That's probably the straw that broke the social media. Oh, back. I look amazing in those. I wish I could go back and look like that in those. I do not look Are like that. Are you right even now. slightly embarrassed for, for that? Okay, I'll post that if you want. <laughs> no. First of all, the, the, uh, the crowd spoke and uh, we, they had their day. Wait, we got to yeah. explain to them kind of what happened. All right. So, <laughs> listen, like, you know, we did step 10 tonight in our meeting and one of the one of my character defects right after I got sober was, was a lot of things actually, but one of them was uh, gluttony when it comes to uh, eating the finer things in life and I was hitting freaking Cheesecake Factory once and twice, three times a week. Really? By myself for lunch. Um, and getting the whole fried calamari and the salad and the bread and, and, the, the, cheesecake uh, and the cheesecake after. And I ate out every meal, I think, for two years, three days a week, like three times in a... Oh, yeah, I ate out every meal. Is this before and, I met you? Oh, uh, no. Did, I met you, you, said, you said I was happy, jolly, You were happy, free. jolly, pretty big Jake. I was. You called me, I believe, a Chris Farley. I wasn't that big. <laughs> I was like, you I said I was agile, got, like Chris Farley. Yeah, like you're super, like spry, but kind of big. So thick, dude. We looked at some pictures last night, and Lexi goes, "Jay, I literally thought she's like when you talk about how you were fat. I always think you're being a prima donna until she sees that picture with me and the guitar standing there with Fisher. Anyways, so Brad made an analogy in the meeting tonight about like poles and like how we should just go to Heavenly Father and not that wasn't like towards you, by the way. No, I know, of course. But the first thing I thought about was a few and years ago. I thought about and Xander and Lexi and everyone else that was, remember this on my Instagram account. They used to make fun of me for my uh, <laughs> Lululemon leggings, um, which I made fun of every dude that wore them too until I put a pair on. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to clarify. We're not talking about like men's Lululemon pants that are like super comfortable. That, yeah. We're talking the about. ABCs, which we're I have talking a pair. about. We're talking about Jay was literally rocking yoga pants. Yoga pants. And to the gym, dude. Not like I'm not going to like I'm not going to ball. You were posting pictures. Yeah. You in the, shirtless in the garage, in yoga kicking, pants. kicking your bag Yo- in, the in yoga pants with videos and stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so, anyways, hold on. When I just said that, I think you had like a like a little moment of truth. That you're no, I'm trying like, to think. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I think you had a moment of truth. Where you're like, what was I thinking? No, I didn't. I swear. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to get shredded again. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna almost. I'm almost debating on setting up an account just to post low, uh, Lulu Lake. Dude, I'll tell you what. Oh Listen. So I'm. So, so, so they Xander made fun of me like, like this. Like no, we were like, look. Friend to friend. Yeah. Like, this is not busting dude, your wait, chops. Hold on. Did we pull them aside together we did. We did. or did we, we did. do together. it separately? No, together. Okay. It was on a text we were, thread. We were probably chatting, like, joking, like, like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. were like, no, seriously, friend to friend? Yeah, on a text, like, all of a sudden, like, friend to friend. You gotta knock it off. You gotta knock it off. And I'm like, dude, listen. <laughs> Let's let's let, what do they say? I was like, let's let um, let the public opinion. Yeah, let's yeah. I felt like Caesar. Yeah. Like let's let the public speak. You know, thumbs up or thumbs right. down. And, and my point was, do you want the public or do you want your friends? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I said, well, you know, I love you guys, but let's let the public. I was very uh, into the. And it came down. I know that you got the you got the thumbs up, but it was like pretty it was close. pretty close. I was sweating it hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jay, Jay's texting people. I'll text hey, me, hey, this. hey I'll listen, I'll send you, you. I'll send you an Apple Pay real quick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 For send what? Just proof. don't worry about it. Send me proof that you did it. I'll send you proof. Yeah, yeah. Send me proof that you did it because I can see that you did it. And here's the thing. People don't realize when you do those polls on Instagram, you can see who voted yes or no. And I was appalled by the people who said no. I was like, I know you like my picture with my legs. I think some of those... Anyways, I'm not going to You think they that. were jealous, but I'm off social maybe media. they're clowning you. Maybe they're like, yeah, this looks awesome. <laughs> fake-ass fools. You know who you were. If you're listening to this and you follow me on Instagram. Anyways... Uh, I don't regret that six years later. No, it was only a couple years later. But that it was, was literally years. a year ago. I know. I'm just yeah. saying. I would never regret I that. Feel, I feel... Maybe uh, on our 12th When, when my own children are like, later. Dad, why is Jay post picture of him in mom's in his wife's <laughs> yoga pants? I don't know what to say. They have, I don't know what to say. They are men's yoga pants that my wife oh got me. And to clarify, they oh sat in the drawer for a year, and I was like, I would never wear those. I got into... I got shredded, number one. You admit that. I you got shredded. Totally shredded. And then, and then I started doing the yoga at Lifetime, and I'm like, dude, that dude's jacked. If he can wear those... If you put your wife's bathing suit on and it was really comfortable, would you wear it? Uh, well, <laughs> if it was really comfortable, I mean, that's. I'm like, if I say no, what you are doing the what is it? It's like I'm contradicting what I just said. So, like, I, do I have to say yes? I don't think I would ever do that, but I don't know. Uh, Anyways. Okay, well, wow, back that to got, six wow, years. I was getting hot yeah, here. Holy I don't know where we that went. We just went on a crazy tangent. Tangent. Six, six years. Sober. Six years. So I want to know, like. You wouldn't have liked this. I wouldn't have we liked were. you, but, but like, <laughs> year two, what did your. Did your six seem like, wow, like, is there a point now where you're just like, it's going to be 10 years, I can't wait for the 10 year, or is it still, does 10 years seem as far off as what, six years did? No, n- n- no, no, 10 years doesn't seem as far like off Like, it as, seems totally doable. Yeah, because in the beginning, right, and especially I had relapsed so many times, just getting to that first year was just, and I shared this tonight in the meeting, it's, yeah. it just looked like this, like, insurmountable task and when I saw somebody pick up a year chip I was like either one they're lying or two like something crazy's happened that's allowed them to do this like I didn't or, or I didn't, they're not as much of an addict as you like yeah, they don't well, have yeah, a, yeah 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 uh, I could the, I could have list 10 10 okay. 10 reasons why they could have done it or and I couldn't have but the bottom line is like so that first year chip like that very first one I remember that one like it was yesterday me Jay, Jay and I and the girl I was dating at the time and Lexi yeah. and missionaries who I was super That's close right. with they came down we went and got dinner at Hoppa Jay's in San Clemente before That's the right, meeting man. there's a plug for you guys give these guys some sponsorship yeah. and um, and we went down and I just remember like 
like just like I had I had like an overwhelming feeling of like peace, like holy cow, like we we're picking we're up, a, doing we're this. doing this. Like, for, like Jay and I, Jay anymore. and I have entered the MTC together, you know, together. There's a lot of power doing it together. Totally. Do you think you could have done it? It would have been easier. Or so it would have been harder if you weren't together because you had a, a history together. Hundred percent. Totally, dude. We talked like today, but like that first year. I mean, we talk still every day, but like that first year, it was like, dude, we were because you don't just get sober and then you're fixed, right? Like your brain, just from the amount of drugs we were doing, like I, I was learning a new job, he was doing something different. Like we were both like, eh. there were times where like if I couldn't have called him and talked to him. Like, and had another dude in the exact spot, not, you know, it's one thing to talk to your sponsor, you need that, but to have another dude that's like, dude, you feel this way too? Yeah, okay, like, you can't remember what you did yesterday, even though you're sober, and he's like, yeah, my memory's shot. I remember that was one of the conversations that made me feel good, because I was getting nervous. I thought, I've lost my mind, like, it'll never come back, my memory's shot. I couldn't remember, I was learning a new job. Right, a lot of my long term, when I first got (laughs) sober, my long term memory was gold, my short short term -term memory memory was shot. Wow. That whole first year, I think it was yeah. like all and, and nervous attacks. And like, he went through that too. We went through drug dreams together. Yeah, we went oh, through yeah. Jay, Jay starting his first like, like, uh, like getting out of like living at his aunt's house and like taking Dude, taking leaps of faith and like him not having any confidence, like so much crap. So and hard. now and now it's no different. Like I share, we still do those like I called Jay in December. You know, I have a family business, a Christmas tree lot in December, and I share this in a meeting, but. I'm down at the Christmas tree lot. I'm there all day. And uh, my parents this day were watching my kids. So my wife had come down and cashier down there. And uh, my wife comes down and says, "Our two, my two-year-old son, Knox, had gotten, when my parents came to my house, they didn't close the door all the way. And Knox opened the door and they found him in the middle of the street, right? And he lives on a hill. Like, I live on a hill. could have been so like, and, and it's a bit, it's a busier street. And I like... And this was a few days before we pick up our six-year chip, and I'm like, I'm melting. I'm like on the verge. Angry. Angry. I'm on the verge of. Because you're not there. You're at the work. Yeah, I, I, I have to no be control. at the tree lot. Um, I'm stuck down here. I'm not at church where I, where I want to be, but you know, it's just a one-month business. There's three weeks. I don't get to go to church. And then this happens. I feel out of control, and I call Jay up. And I talk to Jay, and it's just like, you know, he, we always answer each other's call, like no matter what. And he's like, you know, it's just good. At whether you're in the beginning of recovery or now at five, six years, whatever, to have somebody who can take you out of your own mindset, who understands how your brain works. And then after I hang up the phone with Jay, I was like, all right, I'm okay. And Jay's advice was just, it was very simple. It was just simply like, dude, you're calling me. And I know it sounds like a big deal, but like, you have so much to be grateful for. Your son isn't laying flat in the street. Your son is completely fine. Like, it could have gone bad, but it didn't. But as addicts and alcoholics, we like to go to worst-case scenario and sit there. And sit there. Like, and, camp out. And, and, and like, because we got to feel that. And then, and then we can't. enjoy that feeling? No, what you don't enjoy that feeling. You, you got a weird addiction but to it, though. Like because you're, you're attracted to it somehow? Not attracted to it. It's, it's just, hard to explain. You just you're draw, you're you're not you're 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 not drawn to it in the sense of the sense that you like it, but it's hard to get out, get out of, of it. it. Okay. So like a normal brain it's would like go a, there too. Magnetically you may have that same thought too. Like what if, right? Yeah. Oh, and you would just go, oh, glad it didn't happen. Woo! The rest well, of us I are like, well, dude, to change that. Well, change dude, my mind well, often. well be, because you got to understand, dude, we feel things at a level that's like they're they're proving this stuff with science now. Like our brains are they're, operating with dopamine. Emotion level, level, emotion level can go from zero to hundred faster, and they can sit at different levels longer. Even today, bro, not, not just, it's just like six a power years. Band on a yeah, like a six years trip. sober. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. 
Dude, and and he was sitting there, and I was like, dude, and I've been sitting there too, like you know, and, and same thing. Call him, hey, bro, that's not that. I mean, I get that you. He's and he'll usually he's good. He's better than I am. He'll say, so do you want the real? Like, do you want the real talk? Like, he'll say something like that, or I forget the term you use, but. He's like, so do you want you want to hear the real deal? And I'm like, after I'm done venting about, oh, you know, it's not how I want it. And he's like, oh, you say something like that, and then drops it. I'm like, yep, you're right. Lexi will never give me crap for going to lunch with him when I probably shouldn't because of X, Y, and Z. But like, because she knows that when I leave there, like, especially when I'm in a moment of like, of like decision process stress anxiety, I walk away and I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, I can figure this out. So here's a normie, maybe an ignorant normie question. <clears throat> Fear would be especially early in recovery, like what if one of you relapses, it's going to be easy to pull the other guy with you. Mm. That's how it uh, was. I mean, before we were serious, before it, we knew anything about recovery, that's actually kind of how it was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, would Well, J- so I had tried to get sober many times, you know, and and Jay was around, and, uh, you know, I... Doing, so you were trying to get sober before? Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I you had, were not? The, 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 I had tried to get sober 10 times, probably okay. 10, 12 times. I mean, I had gone to rehab. I'd, I'd done all sorts but of stuff. Did you know so, him during that time? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. But were you using at that time? Yeah, but he looked at me. He, he, yeah. My using but, was at an exponential level. Okay. And so, so your he, quantity he, was there yet. He would always say, he would always say, I'm not Xander, right? And that, and that was part of his justification to keep keep using. Going right? harder. Like, that's okay. dude, the adversary used that. But, dude, it started, if you remember, like, it, it started when they came home from our mission. Like, I remember, because, dude, I was, I, was, I was bummed that I was leaving, but deep down inside, now that I'm where I'm at, now I can comfortable saying, like, I was relieved, right? I'm like, this thing's done. Whew. Like, this thing is, like, I love the whole idea of, like, preaching. We all know that. But, like, I was so immature that I, like, I didn't know how to, ha- I had none of these tools that I currently have today, right? So I couldn't handle that anxiety, stress of partner, you know, companions, that whole deal. So, like, when I finally got released, you know, medically, quote, unquote, right, and honorably, I got this whole letter. I remember I got permission to call buddies and friends. Like, it was like, yeah, you can make some calls or whatever. And I remember calling you. From dude, your mission? From my mission. I think I called Xander. You did. Yeah, I did. You were in Seattle. Dude, Seattle. And, and, and um, deep down in my mind, I'm already starting to feel, like, regret and a little bit of a failure. Like, dude, I, this, is, this, is my, this is not what I should be doing. But, dude, he opened up and was like, hey, dude. He told me I didn't know because we hadn't talked. We were in the MTC together. He had surgery, and and then I went off to the Philippines. And I oh, maybe we got some letters, this but is, this is pre-internet email. Yeah, well, uh, we had email, but we could only at the time you could only email your family. Like okay. so, there was no email. Might I think maybe? No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't really know the whole story, right? And like, and mind you, now I've gone up and down. And he he drops it and tells me his story, like what has happened since I've been gone. And then tells me not only about him, he tells me about Tanner, right? Like, yeah. he told me about, like, our little group. And I'm thinking, and, dude, he said, dude, I was so naive. Like, you know, this. I remember I was a member of a, two years at this point, two and a half years. And so, like, dude, I thought I knew everything, right? It was nine, 21. I was two and a half years. But, I mean, he, he said something along the lines, like, dude, you're coming home for a reason. Like, I need help. And I'm thinking, oh, dude, this is perfect. Like, I couldn't have helped you before because I'd never taken opiates before. Mm-hmm. And I, I had and a you'd, And you'd come off of them at that point. I'd already flushed them and been off for months. Yeah. And I had no desire to take them again, but I was disconnected, right? I, I was, I was, dep- I had depression that was coming, anxiety that I didn't, <laughs> dude, I used to be hardcore with our other buddy and tell him anxiety wasn't real oh, for man. you. Dude, I bullied him to the point where he cried one time. When like, I was jumped out of the truck and went running and his family, dude, like, I was we were all angle. working together and Jay's like, it's all in, you know, you it's all in your effing head. It's all in your effing head, and this kid gets out of the truck crying, running, and his parents like have to go find him. Mine, he's like nineteen. I'm twenty. I was the old, a little one year older, like right. But like, 
I, um, my family members, my, my close loved ones have anxiety, and I remember thinking that that was BS, like, you know, and it's just whatever. And, dude, I, I'm so happy I felt that way because, like, God, like, the level of empathy I can have with people. God's like, okay, you think that's BS? Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh let me show you what, well, let me show you what this is all about. Because I had companions that I was brutal to. Like, I, I have stuff that I did on my mission to missionaries, not to people. Like, um, anyone else, and if they came to me as a as a, as an investigator, I would have had all the empathy in the world. Totally. But, dude, I, we were raised by this, I mean, I shouldn't say raised, but, like, we had a leader in the church locally that, like, taught, that helped prepare us for missions. And I think we got, a, I know I got, I'll speak for myself, I got this, un- I thought that you had to be the Elder Bednar at all times. Like, you know, and not say he's like this or, I, in my mind, remember, young, young kid. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. No father figure, no priesthood figure in my life besides these leaders at church. And I thought that, like... Hey, dude, if you're not supposed to, if you don't want to be here, then that means you don't love God. Like, get out of here. Like, you know, like, it's hard enough for us all. So, very like, black and white. I, I was love, so gnarly. I, I, lo- like, I, I love the man that Jay's talking about. I love him to this day because he's really big in my conversion, but just totally. very black and white and very uh, unhealthy. And I, well, for and me, I, the way, yeah. the way some of, people are that way. But I latched on to it. Like, like, you know, like you said, like, some people are way more. Like, I think I've, we shared this on the podcast before. Jay and, Jay and I are in the MTC together. We have this picture, yeah. We have we, this picture, and it's. It's this classic, iconic picture that people take in the MTC together. Where they sit on of the, the, the the two guys on the statues on the bikes, and it's just very common for guys to sit on the handlebars mm-hmm. of the bikes and take pictures. And I was like, "Come on, Jay, let's take the picture." And I sat on the handlebar, and Jay's standing there, and he won't take he won't take the picture with me because he's literally like, "I I can't take the picture because if I do, then God's gonna damn me, and I won't convert people." And I literally felt that. No, way. I know. Like, you did. like it was so not like a. Dude, I was so, I was so nervous to be out there that like, I I when they told us like when we got in the MTC and you know they're telling you like as a missionary like you follow these rules or you won't be able to do these things like, I was so naive and young that like it's true obviously following rules will lead to a better life but like give you the confidence that you need if I broke one of those rules I deep down now I can be honest about this I thought that like everyone would find out I'm a phony because like inside I still. I knew I had overcome those sins because I, I got clean. <laughs> Xander, we'll talk about that later. He helped me realize that, like, you know, there's certain <laughs> commandments we got to follow and not just do it on your own. And um, But, like, I worked really hard to overcome a severe porn addiction before I left and sex addiction, you know? Without the steps, I didn't have those, right? We didn't have them. And, um, and I did it 100%. And it was freaking – I felt the spirit – like, you know, I had these spiritual experience. But deep down inside, I still did, felt less than everyone there. I felt less than Xander. I felt less than everyone else. If you were raised in the church. And this be, is because you weren't raised in the church? Yes. I could never reach a level. Even though it's funny because members of the church think, oh, oh that's so much cooler that you. Bro, I get bra- everyone's like, dude, you're a stud. And I'm thinking inside, yeah. that was the exact opposite. I, I felt that like eventually you were going to find out that this is a suit my grandma bought me. Like I, I've never wore, you know, I couldn't tie a tie. My buddy Matt, you know, my buddy like taught me how to tie a tie. You realize but, now that that's. Complete BS, of course. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's yeah, but I mean, dude, you, yeah, but like what I'm what I'm saying is this goes along, this goes back a long time our relationship, and and, and when I got so, home, I thought I was there to help him, and yeah, so go back, so you came back to help him because you had he told oh, me he's like this is good because like, you'd quote overcome it, yes, and so I I remember thinking like dude, this is everything happens for a reason, this mm-hmm. is my purpose, and then the spirit hit me, and I'm like okay, 
I was good to go home at that That's point. Great. And, dude, that was a great blessing. However, then I got home, <laughs> and uh, and uh, this is this is a little gnarly. I don't know who listens to it. I mean, me and Xander are cool with talking about this, and it has nothing to do with him. We had a leader that we looked Still up to. Don't mention names. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he was one of our leaders, like a priesthood leader. And um, we had the interview when he got home, and he took me under my wing knowing I didn't have – I didn't have the priesthood in the home, right? Yeah. My mom, right? So, um, and and he was like, and you come home early, so I came nice. home early a little, and a little more watchful eye. It was a, yeah, but he was intense. It was like, uh, like we're gonna figure this out. I'm thinking, figure what out? I'm good, like dude. You know what I mean? I like, I thought you got the letter, bro. Did you read my president? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was a bad a, like you know, like you know, false ego, right? And. And I told him, I, and I told him the conversation I just said about in, Xander. In, in hindsight, that mission president had many conversations probably with your stake president. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know how any of that works. Yeah. yeah so I they had like, no idea that they like, been, look, this kid, yeah. he's great, but this is what he's dealing with. Yeah. He's going to need this. He's going to need this when he gets home. Totally. You probably didn't know that. Had no idea that that type of stuff yeah. worked, right? I had no idea how any of this stuff works. Remember, I'm thinking that everything is like Joseph Smith style. I watch one little 15-minute video. I'm thinking every time people get revel, like anytime something happens in the church, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like God's coming down, speaking to him. Like I was very, I took it very at face value. And um, and I told this leader that like, no, it's all good. Like I came home to help my buddies. Like this is, God has a bigger plan. And I actually do believe that that was part of the plan. I really do. Um, but what happened next was uh, something I took the wrong way, um, and that leader said, "No, dude, you need to you need to like separate yourself from them, and you need to, you know, you don't want to go down that path they've been down." Remember, they had been home for a lot longer than I had, mm-hmm. and some people I got offended that he said that about my friends because at that time these people were they, they were my fam like I didn't yeah. have family in the church, so the, it's still like I feel about you now like in, like dude. dude at that time, these I are my, these are my boys. Bro, right? I had no wife. Like, yeah. right? Like, these are my family. Like, yeah. this is like, how, like, and and I never felt that way about a leader before. And I didn't know how to internalize that. And I didn't, I didn't say that or even think that right away. I just knew it didn't sit right. And I'm like, dude, I would never leave my like. That's not even what Christ like. And he didn't mean it that way. Like, dude, of course. He, it, it looked like me me hearing <laughs> yeah. that now. Like, that's literally the exact counsel I would have gave Jay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are you kidding? Like, like because he, sure he enough, like you shouldn't have come near me with a ten foot pole. Like, like that counsel was spot on. And, you, what and, do you think when you hear that right now? It's do I mean I mean put it this way. Two weeks later, the one of the dudes who he was talking about, not Xander, handed me some Percocets, and I took him. Okay. So the, on the, the, job the bishops, the, 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 they knew the what guy, he was. He was inspired. The, he was inspired. To the guy's counsel is spot on. And, and by the way, there's no resentment or ill will oh, yeah, yeah, towards that sure. guy. That that guy and, and I are still close and and in contact. And and I love that man. He's amazing. So, so <laughs> help help it in. Is there any? But that's what's rad. You can't the, go the back. Six years. Like we we I couldn't know. have like this. This yeah. conversation would never be. But how? Because that's a wise counsel. But is there any way he could have said it differently? Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Did yeah. you know this guy before, or was it first time meeting oh, yeah. him? No, he we gave me the priesthood. Yeah. Okay, so you had a relationship with this guy. This guy's we both like, did. We okay. both did. We both like this dude who and he cared, and he still yeah. does care to this day. Because I'm thinking myself, like I would have given when you you're probably, doing that, I'm like I would have said the same if thing. If you didn't like, know this program, you would have really like, guys you know like what? guys like you are like you're like you you believe in and and you Let's believe in this whole thing. You believe in it, like you believe it. There's a conviction with you and the commandments that like we now have, right? But like. Um, if you don't know how this whole thing works, right, the addiction thing, and, like, mm-hmm. how, dude, they're not choosing it because they want it, you know, to a degree. They did at one point, but... Yeah, but turns- you had no intention to go do that at that point. In that conversation with him, yeah. you did not... I was kind of like, how could you say You that, weren't bro? like, oh, sweet, I'm going to hang out with those guys because I might be able to 
pop some pills here. No, my goal was like, dude, I will never touch those things again. Yeah. And that was really the real intent and blah, blah, blah. And But he was an inspired priest. But I'm so glad that, like, God had a way of, of validating both of those points in a sense, right? Because ironically, fast forward however many years from that conversation, Xander is the one who brought me to my first meeting <laughs> and saved my life and yeah. my marriage. And, like, dude, think of that, dude. Yeah. Want to talk about a trip. Well, it's cool how the, Mind I mean, blown. who, you can't go back and change time, but, like, if you had a, it hadn't gone that hung out with those guys, you hang out with a bunch of nerdy dudes, and the yeah. maybe you wouldn't have gone down that path. But and maybe Lord, I would have continued to become like a prideful man, dude. At that point, maybe, I was still looking who, at who knows what it is. But the yeah. Lord took whatever situation you we all do, yeah. And He's like, all right, sweet. Well, I can still turn you out of that. Well, I can still get you out of that hole. Well, I can still get you out of that hole. Tell me, I, think, I can still get yeah. you out of that hole. You, you come home when you come home early from a mission. And whether it is health reasons or for whatever it is, and, and right? we have record like high numbers of that now because so many people with the younger age, we have totally. a lot more kids going out that I think are ill prepared. Totally. And what I've heard from a lot of leaders is they don't know how to do hard things. They've never done hard things. Totally. So when they're and just I had never done hard things, <laughs> <laughs> here's a witness of that. But like if you're going out at 18, you've had your food made for you like you've never probably never even done your laundry yet right i had never done my laundry so we're just <laughs> and nowadays it's so easy like i want to hear the song boom i want to do this i want to watch that i want to go here i want to go like you get instant gratification even if you're living the commandments it's instant gratification yeah in so many things and that's what a lot of youth are struggling with their mission is they don't know how to ride ride through a hard time totally but when specifically when i came home and had my health issues like jay said i was looking for I was looking for my purpose. And if, hold on. If you haven't gone back, listen to the ones from, from, like, if you're new to the podcast, we have a lot of new listeners. Go back and look for the one with Xander, and you can hear his story. Yeah. You get some context on this. Yeah, so. came home came home with stomach surgery and whatever. And it, so I you mean, don't it, go into that, but. I, yeah, I'm not get, going to. I mean, yeah. I just, it was, it was as legit of a medical reason. Yeah. I came home with a hole in my stomach, right? Yeah. And so for me, oh, I was literally looking. I had a, lead, a, a, a leader, an old young men's president, who came and visited me when I'm still recovering, and, and he came and he's like, before you know it, you're going to look back on this and you're going to see why this happened and, and the Lord's hand and, and your purpose for this being your experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly looking around the corner and, like, I would have experience after experience. I'd be like, oh, that's why it is. Oh, that's why it is. Oh, that's why it is. And still now to this day, like, and I, I think I truly have found it. I might look back 10 years from now and, and, and see, like, ah, oh, it still wasn't that, but now it's for sure it's ARP. It's for sure I wouldn't I I wouldn't have experienced the addiction and the experiences that I have without my mission experience, and so that's where my resentment towards God built up. And and uh, the bottom line is, is I look back now and 100% me serving a three and a half month mission was 100% the Lord's plan for me, and now I have these experiences and now I know why, and that's because. We're doing good work down here, and and I'm able to help people who are in the worst. And there's no term. <laughs> there's no term limit. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not a two-year call. It's not a two-year calling. It's it's a. I'm out once I'm in a box. You know, we're talking then, about then, six years here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You've been on the fight. Not yeah. only did he work himself. We're, we're this is a never-ending, dude. You're that's rad. that's uh, I, I love. I heard. I used to say it, but then I heard Elder Bednar back it up. Like. I didn't want to be those return missionary like back on my mission, you know, giving yeah. my talk oh, yeah. and sharing mission because they're powerful mission oh, man, stories. You hear like a thirty-year-old guy, and and that's yeah. what he's constantly Every saying. Every elder's like, corn like, bread, dude. Come class. up with a come up with a current spiritual experience. That's I, I said that one time, and then I didn't I didn't go to the sacred meeting, 
But I was I said that in a Sunday school or something, and then someone came up to me and was like, "Did you not hear so and so give a mission story? Were you dogging on him?" And I was like, "In the meeting, you I was like, yeah. I didn't even hear that. Like he gave a mission story, Jeez. and then in like the second or third hour when I talked." <laughs> <laughs> I dogged on that, like, dude, I don't want to be some 35, 40 year old up there <laughs> and the same mission stories. <laughs> yeah. And then people were like, give me weird looks because I didn't realize that. Brad being real. Someone dropping it like hot, dude. But I, knew, I never would be, but I was that guy. I was like, I, I haven't had any like great spiritual. Dude, look at the last Literally until 2015, until ARP. Um, but it, that's cool though. Like, so where they were, you, you're saying you had the desire for it, and yeah. then God's like, "Okay, I'm gonna show you what's that's up." That's true. Yeah. Like I had the desire. Yeah, I, yeah. I went on my mission to want to help people for sure, yeah. and 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 God showed me how I was gonna do that. I got an experience there, but really, I had zero empathy for another human being. It's so easy like, to dude, bring I, up the gospel and even just. Jesus and church by talking about addiction recovery. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I sure. just talk about that all. Like, it just opens the door during conversation. Maybe it doesn't go anywhere, but it's like, and then I can go, oh, tell me, like, tell me about Catholicism. Like, yeah, what are you guys doing this? Like, like it just br- breaks down the barriers. Totally. It's such an easy totally, 100%. conversation. Because it doesn't, doesn't matter what religion, it doesn't matter if they're atheists, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter anything. Everyone's affected. Yeah, even religion. if they're an atheist, yes. hardcore hate God, I'm like, cool. What, what yeah. do you think about this? Here's yeah. what we do. Like, yeah. Because because there's there's nobody that one way or another isn't impacted by addiction. Mm-hmm. Grandkid, nephew, brother, husband, themselves, it doesn't matter. It affects everybody. Um, so what else uh, in six years, uh, you know, maybe more than the fifth year that wisdom that you've discovered? Jay had like a crazy spiritual awakening. Yeah, dude. It took me it, like... If you guys listen, you like probably You've like had a lot over the years. Yeah, the yeah, but like, but like, dude, yeah. But this year, if you're listening, you you'll know if you go back to year one compared to this year. Like I had a, dude. We and the irony is, I was teaching people to have these spiritual experiences, but I was holding myself back from having them because of certain things I didn't want to give up yet. You know, I'd given up the drugs, so like, cool. Like I thought I deserved, and I had spiritual experiences. Totally, we're talking about experiences, but I'm not. I'm talking about a life, like the awakening. one that an awakening, dude. That's a good which way is, to put it. Which is, is what it promises in AA. Which is what Bill, Bill Wilson says is one of the requirements for recovery is a, a long term is, is a spiritual awakening. That's the term he uses. See, and I I didn't have that. I had spiritual experiences for the first five years, and I uh, but. Yeah. You don't think you had? I think you had. No. Maybe they've just been. I had moments more of clarity. Profound. I had moments of clarity. Luckily, and I admitted I had a drug problem. And then I, I didn't. I, I had a moment of clarity years later to admit I also had a porn problem. Listen, this thing, as more time goes on, and even as I sit here today, you realize you're never gonna arrive, right? And there's at different points in your like survival. Some spiritual thing where you're like, oh, that's finally it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's never that's, gonna happen. Isn't and that Jay, the born again? That's next, the born Jay again. Next fish. year on the seven year podcast after I've, after I've kicked his ass in the ring, Jay's <laughs> yes! gonna Jay's yes! gonna Jay's Good gonna luck. come on here and he's gonna say, hey, you know, this year I I took my spiritual awakening to the next degree. And the reality is is, is just like the disease is progressive, recovery is progressive, right? And like even me now, like I'm really focusing on my health. And I'm realizing that I that that going and, and not taking care of my health, even though I'm quote unquote sober because I'm not using drugs and alcohol, uh, and because I'm uh, that 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 there's you just get a temple recommend. Yeah, of course. I'm like, I'm and, a, but yeah. there's other things to work on. Right. Is that what you're trying to say? And, well what I'm trying to say is that is that in each year I think 
for myself and I know for Jay because we do it together and and we've been on this journey together is we've taken a, a an inward deep look at ourselves and said okay what what going into year now you know what do we want to accomplish before year 7 and Jay and I have shared together some serious goals of things that we want to accomplish that we would have never talked about year 1 2 3 you know it, it, it's now's the time Now's where where we're at, and 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 it's what we want to accomplish, and and I, so I, you, you never arrive in this deal. I don't talk to you as much as Jay Xander, yeah. but yeah. would you say Jay that maybe some of the hard, some challenges you've had in the last year sort of forced you to get that spiritual awakening? I feel made, like made a well, it was, the irony was is that like I already cleared up some stuff, you know, like I I. I I had already committed to making some inward changes on some character defects and weaknesses, like with the bishop and like all this other stuff. Year right before that, so year five, and it took. And I was on cruise. You know, first it was hard, then it was cruise control. Just like ever, you feel like you arrived. Cool. I don't have these challenges anymore. And but then all of a sudden, I was starting to get a little bit toe in the line again for some of these things. And then I got a phone call, and the facilitator, that means Xander, you, when we first went, we're going to those meetings. Uh, called me and said she was ready to go to treatment. And uh, and we took her to treatment, and it was the gnarliest 14-hour drive. And, and, and um, Out of state. Dude, yeah, we woke I – mean, I didn't even shower. Like, woke up thinking I was going to go do whatever I was going to do that day. I think I had meetings too. Like, yeah. dude, I get chills thinking about it because, like, dude, I woke up in not a good spot. Dude, me and Lexi were freaking fighting. Like, I was cussing and being an idiot and – I was definitely, like I said, toeing the line on some stuff and definitely in a very egotistical mindset and um, all about me. And then finally, this, this girl who, who was a big part of me admitting I had a problem because I loved her recovery story, I related to it, uh, called me and said, you know, drunk, 8 in the morning. And, and I realized, really, like I had, this, I had this awakening moment and I, she's yelling and whatever. And I said, what are you doing? And I felt inspired to say these words. I swear I felt inspired to say these words. What are you doing? Like, because she was ranting about something. I don't even know what she's talking about, right? And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and I was, I felt that feeling. I felt that on my mission when I'm the priesthood's talking. You're not talking. Their spirit is like talking to freaking soul, like cutting through demons type thing. And you know you want help, and that's why you called. Is that right? Say yes if you want help. Because she was rambling. I said, say yes if you want help. And then she goes, I want help. And I was like, all right, I'll be over in a minute. Cool. Hung up with her instantaneously. And I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Like, I haven't talked to this girl in a while. I'm like, okay, let's call her really side prayer. Like, I, her, her friend group has been trying to help her for a long time. And little did I know, there's this whole entire ward, Bishop, Rip, the whole freaking, all of her support group have been fasting and praying all week that she would surrender. And she wouldn't surrender to any of that. Like, she called, you know, dude, it was. And then so then we, she go, they tell me that. I'm going, oh, okay, first of all, but I tell this girl, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not in the spiritual mindset, right? I knew that that was spiritual, but I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just get her to a treatment. Like, what are we doing? Well, I guess I'll get her on a plane. I'm like, dude, you're not doing this alone. Like, no offense. Like, love you to death. She's not, you know. I'm like, I'm going to come down there and we're going to do this together. And I looked at Lex and she's looking at me because I like, she had a whole day planned, dude. It was like well, her day off to do her well, thing. Her friend was in town or something. Yes, yeah, her sister. Someone, some gnarly, a friend. And I looked at her and she's like, are you serious? I said, look at, I love you to death, but like, 
this person is the reason why we're together still. Like, this is some of those people that helped me build my foundation, and she's pissed. And I, but she was like, oh, whatever. And I walked out with the clothes on my back, stinky, like, didn't you? Walked out, got in the car, drove down to San picked this person up, and it was the worst 14-hour drive to Salt Lake. You think you've had bad with your kids or whatever, dude? No. You tried to jump out in Vegas. Tried to jump out in Vegas twice, cigarettes thrown at my face while I was driving. Um, tried to accost everyone thrown up in the seats cars i mean and mind you we don't have, we have nothing me and this other person have just our clothes on our back right like so we're like dude this what are we doing like are we just gonna get there and she's gonna run like what a waste but we knew what we were doing and so we just kept driving and it was chaos and it was chaos the entire time it was freaking chaos there was no spirit in that car and i i wasn't processing what was happening i'm like i just got to get there i'm driving this freaking car and i'm driving so fast and i'm like i just got to get there we arrive and it's ten o'clock at night, dude, and um, and I have no idea where I am. Where she's leading the way, this other girl, and and we get there and I walk up to this big home, dude, up in in Utah in the valley, and I'm like, and I walk up to that door and we're carrying her and the bottle and drunk and throw up and and yelling and cussing and dude, it's just violent, dude. It's violent, like she's she's, she's getting, possessed. She's, like I, yeah, I didn't realize this till then, but like looking back, she is. We opened the door to this house, looked like a normal mansion house in Utah, right? Open the door, and dude, the spirit that I haven't felt in years goes, it's what some of these awesome Mormons feel when they go to the temple. Like, I wish I felt that way, but this thing just went boom, and her demeanor froze. It went from violent voices to screaming and swearing and cussing and yelling and uh, grunting to like, she just folded her arms. She sat in the chair. She cried, little soft tears. She listened to the check-in. We checked her in. We got her to the couch. Some other girl came and walked her in. And it was like, and, and I'm just kind of experiencing this. I'm silent. Like, I don't know what's going on. Me and Beck, me and this friend are looking at each other, and we're like, dude, what is happening? And whatever. We get her checked in. Okay, you guys are good to go now. And I'm like, okay. We walk. I'm like, we just leave and we're like okay so we walk outside shut the door and we just looked at each other and we just collapsed on that doorstep together and we just sat there and we sat on the curb and we just started do we it was a, dude, it was an experience i'll never forget we cried hard we prayed together and thanked heavenly father for that experience this person i was with had also had challenges in her past life and um i tried to deny i'm not gonna dude this is how i am man i'm peter bro and I'm just, or doubting Thomas, whatever you want to call me, denial, really. I got in the car and I tried to deny, I tried to deny that that was a spiritual experience. I said, well, that's just the disease. This is just alcoholism. You know, if she gets that out of her, she'll be fine. And she, and this other person that I did this with was like, that's bull. Like what we just saw was a demon possessing her. And like, and that was a spiritual battle. That was real. Like you need to stop denying this, Jay. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I haven't, you know, I don't see this person all the time. Like, and dude, we were, we were going to stay the night there in Salt Lake at a friend's house, which would have been a bad idea because he was not in a good spot, one of my buddies. And we decided, she goes, why don't we just drive to my mission companion in St. George? So another back down to St. George at 10 o'clock at night. And I'm glad we did because I don't know what happened. I don't know what possessed her to talk about some of this stuff, but she brought up patriarchal blessings. She talked about my mission. Because she had a similar story to me about coming home early and going up and down, disfellowshipped. And that here's someone that, like, it couldn't have been someone close. It had to have been someone that was close enough, but yet there was no, you know what I mean? There was no chemistry there, like, as far as, like, where I would, you know, I know your dirty secret, so you can't say that to me. And, right, like, that's what we do, right? And, and she, 
this person committed me to live. I felt I, I just was silenced, dude. And and then we we pull into this house at four in the morning, and we go to like where am I? I have no idea where I'm at. Some house in St. George or Cedar City or wherever we were. And we go to sleep two hours. I get woken up in the morning. I'm I'm frozen still. I'm kind of because I know I'm not living the gospel. Right at this point, I'm I'm sober and we're having these cool experiences. We're talking every week, and I'm talking about like how good it is to live in the Lord now. But I'm not really living it like at all, like to the why my potential, like to what I've done before. And uh, we talk, of course, the entire drive home, and she's now driving, and so I'm getting to really reflect. And um, I came home, dude, and I told my wife what happened. I read a book she told me to read, and um, I. Uh, I sent out texts to a lot of people. You were one of them. You were one of them. And I decided to bury the rest of the weapons that I had been holding back for the last five and a half years. There was a lot of them. And they were simple. Some of them were not even to the society is that bad. But for me, they were holding me back. And it was scary to do it. But I knew God. I knew that if I didn't do it, I was going to perish, like soul-wise. I'm not talking about relapse. I probably wouldn't have. But I'm talking soul-perish, like, like, and in... Everything that's happened since March is a is a direct link from that. So he that, came I, I, he came back different from that trip. You you saw that, mm-hmm, yeah. And it rubbed off on, and I think it rubbed off on a lot of us. And he came back differently. And in the beginning, I was like almost like, dude, like I can't wait for this to pass. <laughs> he and said like, that we went to lunch. We went to lunch. I'm like, dude, you're, I'm you're like, on one of those like, cakes. Like, this is Jay's cake. Like, it's like his yoga pancake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga pancake. Yeah, yoga's gonna save the world. We went on. We went to we went to Wings one night. Yeah, dude. And I literally looked at him like, bro. Cause he's he's coming on hard, right? And <laughs> I and, forgot about and that. And he's coming on hard, and I look at him like, dude, I'm like, if you could put this in a bottle right now, you could sell this like millions, <laughs> right? And he was just on the strongest spiritual kick, like, and he and he's coming on hard, like calling me to repent. <laughs> I didn't mean to do and, that. And uh, and like, which is, uh, I mean, it's good. It's always good to be called to repent. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's it was just like, dude, I can't wait for this to pass. I'm like, like he's not. He's not as like, but the, the, the he, he, he's still on the spiritual high. He's not, he's it's not, not the barbecue's not on max. It's yeah, like yeah, on yeah. like eight or but, nine. But, but he's still, he's still, he's still, I hate this term because the kids use it these days. He's still lit, right? But not <laughs> lit in the sense of like, ah, oh, that was lit. But, but he, 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 he's, on fire. he's still on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Jay's. I think, I think for Jay and I, I got to see, you got to see it firsthand. That was Jay's big thing that happened. This last year. What about you? Anything big? I don't I mean, know. What's you? You're uh, you shared tonight about, um, yeah. di- you know, getting getting healthy, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. really taking well, that as my, serious my, as overcoming drugs. My mo with my health, you know, I won't go into all my details, but you know, I've got a bad neck, right? And I got neck surgery, and that flares up, and I got to get epidurals in my neck, and so what will happen is I'll. Mm, one of my character weaknesses, and it's very common for addicts, is we don't do things. We, we go all in or we don't do it, right? All and or so, nothing. All or nothing. So so Jay will get me on a, on a, the diet kick that he's doing. I'll say, okay, and I'm going back to the gym, and I'll go back to the gym, and I'll try and lift like I'm in football again, right? <laughs> and, and I literally will tell him, don't do that, and then he calls me but I, but I it, And then it's once just, again, it's, it's, a, it's like, an inward, it's a character weakness because yeah. I can't go to the gym, even though I don't know a single person there. And do lightweights. I can't go do lightweights because – because it, it's just a problem that I have inside They may of think you're... They may right. think I'm not it's a like strong I can't, insecurity. If is. I put anything less than a 45-pound uh, uh, plate on the bench press... The dude has side, a severed neck. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's like I, 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 I'm, everyone's going to judge me, right? 
And so, with, but then within a matter of two weeks, you know, I'm, I'm working out hard, I'm on the diet, and boom, my neck shot, and I'm back in, getting a freaking epidural on my neck, and then I'm like, screw it, there's no point in trying, I go back to slamming tacos, and not mainlining, just eating a lot of tacos. <laughs> and, uh, if you could and mainline, you, you would, could, I mean, you would I, mainline okay, that verde If so anybody's quick. mainlining tacos, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would mainline that verde, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so I think this year, that kind of epiphany that I had, um, I'm going to share a story. I wasn't planning yeah, on sharing good, this. Dude. I didn't plan on sharing that either. So we pick up our six-year chips, right? And uh, we picked up, I think, whatever day. It wasn't the 12th. It was like no. a few days after yeah, yeah, yeah. the two day, Tuesday night meeting. And, it's like a week later, yeah. And I'd, ha- I'd been dealing with this thing all December. Uh, I had been like having this cough. But it wasn't a sick cough. It was like a, I, it's hard to explain, right? And uh like my chest was tight, and so specifically that night, me and my wife we go get dinner. We come to the meeting. I ate way too much at dinner. We come to the meeting, and my chest is like hurting, mm, right? That's scary. And um, and I have this cough thing going on. I feel like something's like clogged, blocking my breathing. And we pick up our chip. It's a great meeting, cool. spiritual meeting. Um, it was awesome. And I go home, and like my chest is like continually to feel like it's getting like just. I don't know, stepped on it, and it scared me. And I went home, and I called a, I've, my brother's a paramedic. Uh, I called a, he didn't answer, called another buddy. He's like, dude, I'd probably just go get it checked out. Yeah. You know, it's better to be safe than sorry. And so instead of having my mom go home, my wife takes me in the truck, and we go to the hospital. And I tell him I'm having, you know, chest pain. I'm not sure what it is. Boom! They at the ER yeah, like they, they don't you, mess you around, right? Like all the days you come into the broken the, toe and it hurts. And you yeah, want to wait yeah, for yeah, hours, yeah. see your chest pains, and yeah, like, oh, like, by I, the way, I have my toe. The amount of yeah. times when I was doctor shopping and going to hospitals, it would to, like, take hours. To get, uh, opiates. I'm sitting in the corner for literally. And hours. they know, dude. Oh yeah, and I go in there. I go in there and I have chest pain, dude. They take me back. I got six dudes working me. They got an EKG on me. My wife is literally crying the whole way there and crying sitting there. And I got these things on. And they're like, And I don't think I'm having a heart attack, but something's going on, right? And and they work me and the EKG comes back normal. But in that moment, I'm hooked up to all these wires. I'm waiting for the doctor to come back. I'm like, here I am. I just picked up my six-year chip. And I feel great about that. I feel Mm. accomplished in that. My life has changed a lot, but... But this isn't this isn't what Heavenly Father has for me. This isn't my potential, right? And I had a very strong epiphany that I ended up having whooping cough, mm. which is like really deadly for kids, but kids, for adults yeah. it's not that bad. And and just just my uh, acid reflex. But that cough, since I'd been coughing like that for a month, it caused like a muscle cramp in my uh, chest, and that's what the pain was. And so I'm I'm grateful that I had that, but like I I want to go. It was a wake up. Because it could have been something. It could it, it could have been, been straight health. Like, and it's like well, so what's the point? Like yeah, so I die with dignity. I die sober. I die, but re- whether I die with sober and with dignity, my kids are still growing up on their own. Does it does it really matter? Yeah, sure. I guess it matters that they know that I didn't die from a heroin overdose. But at the same time, like we're thirty. Talk- like, dude, I'm we're freaking thirty overdose. years old. I'm thirty. Young and uh, so it's time. For, it's it's time for me to get it, my craft. I've, I've seen a lot over the years of once people get sobriety, health gets in next. They start eating right. There's a lot of people that go in totally. OA and and they start doing a program for eating. Um, is it is that just step the maintenance steps ten eleven twelve of just checking yourself and and reevaluating and trying to improve all the time? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 
listen. Because the spiritual part comes listen, first and the, the physical. The, maybe I'm lying to myself, and I, and I can say that, right? Like, when I walked into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, all of a sudden my drinking and using became ruined. It was no longer enjoyable. Mm. One of the reasons I don't want to walk into an OA meeting is because I don't want to ruin eating for myself. Mm-hmm. And I can say that openly right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, I would hope that my experience in the steps and working a solid maintenance steps is going to allow me, you know, I'm a week into my new program. I'm blinders on. I'm literally cold-blooded attacking this thing. It's not, I'm literally changing my life. Like that's, that's how I feel. But there's a chance I'm going to have to throw up the white flag and say, I got to walk into the rooms of OA. I, and maybe I'm in denial. Maybe I already should be doing that. I don't know. I guess time will tell. But, but I'm hoping that just coming to meetings, working, the, continuing to work the steps. <coughs> Would that be similar to uh, someone who's maybe drinking a lot, right, or drinking frequently? <coughs> they may not be an alcoholic, but you don't know until you try to stop. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Because some mean, people, because like my grandpa, my grandparents smoked for like 20 years, and then they're like, oh, we're done smoking. And like that's rare for people to do totally. that. Um, well, I look at it like this. So, like when I when I talk about that experience, one of those things that I was talking about was like I had been in denial about my porn addiction for a long time, right? And like the irony is of sponsoring dudes that are porn addicts, right? So, and I'm thinking I'm I'm okay because like oh, I'm not on drugs and like you know I don't use it as frequently as they do or blah blah blah. And I remember thinking oh, for years like, dude, do I need to go to the Wednesday night meeting? You know what I mean? Like I don't want it. Like you know, I I related to what he was saying, and I was like. Oh, uh, and I would go to my spawn, you know, I'd go to people that I looked up to and, you know, they would say, this is a defect. This is one of your weaknesses that like, you got to work these, the 10, 11, 12 for, but see, once again, I wasn't really willing to work them, work them. And I see the people, cause I think what you're saying is I've seen the people that come in there and they have seven programs they go to and seven sponsors and seven so different geez. things. And I'm like, that's why you keep relapsing on the first yeah. thing you came in with, right? Like you're going to keep going yeah, back yeah, to drugs. Yeah. Cause you got, guess what? If you work these programs the right way, yeah, then they encompass need, everything. You don't need – I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Right? Going yeah. to an OA meeting – It's always better than it, not. It, it, it is good. But the steps are the 12 Same steps. Same to the steps, but you might get some people with some yeah. different perspective. What's more expensive? Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. And like I said, you you, when, you, when you – My wife. Listen, like, you, go, you go into these meetings. You go into these meetings, and, and it's going to ruin – when that's I say rude, right? that's that's no, it's interesting. It, what he said it, that yeah. is real, dude. It's that's a, real it's talk. A, it's a, it's it's the the whole saying: a head full of AA and a belly full of booze is horrible. Is, yeah. is the worst combination, because at any time I would relapse, the whole time you're thinking program when you're freaking using drugs, and you're like, this is the worst. It ruins it. Yeah. And so anyway, that that's what's good about got... going to specific meetings, right? And so maybe I'm just still in denial, and I can say that honestly. I don't know. I'm I'm just yeah. hoping I can come to ARP, work a solid 10, 11, 12, stay How focused. Will you, what would be a signal that maybe ARP is not doing enough for you? This time, 100% yeah. Yeah. with how dedicated, and Jay will tell you how dedicated and focused I am this time mm-hmm. and, and serious. If I was to come off this program and, and not stick to my goals, that's my wife. And are you able to keep this program long term? Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's, like a, a, it's a lifestyle. I know Jay's change. a... Lifestyle eating, like what yeah. you're, is, what you're eating and what you're not eating, and all that stuff. I've never felt better than I felt this last week doing what I'm doing. Cool. Um, you know, the weight I've lost nine. Are pounds you doing the same there. thing that Jay? No, I'm not? doing the ketogenic diet, which okay. is like same, which is like yeah. the you know, it's kind of the popular fad thing right now. But, but it's um, something you can maintain. But That's, it's something that people do for years. Yeah. Because uh, the bottom line is like carbs and sugar and that kind of stuff. It's just not good. For it's us. not not only is it not good for us, but 
but it it has the same addictive traits as, as it stimulates opiates. cravings. No, absolutely. Yeah. So the second you They've get a giant double gulp you have there, normally it's got brown liquid in it. Totally. Back I've been the, off that since been February. That, you yeah. want to talk about a big thing? One of the things we talked about is how you used to drink, wake up in the middle of the night drinking drink Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. I've crazy. been off Diet Coke since February 2017, so I'm coming up on a year. Off. So D- that was actually a really big thing D-C-A, I did. DCA, Diet Coke's Anonymous? There no, should I, probably be a real The Mormons need to say that one. Yeah. 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 Right. So, so now uh, soda water has been my lifesaver. But so he quit that, and he's water. been hardcore. Like, and that's yeah. a huge thing. That's, that, that's a that's a huge thing. That that might not sound like a big deal to people that are listening, but if you, I uh-huh. I drink, literally. It's like the, me and my monsters. Previous bro, like. back, he would pe- wake up in the middle of the night to drink. It. There was a cast where we talked about it, where he said he woke up in the middle of the night and cracked three. <laughs> between between midnight yeah. and. 10 a.m. I cracked. So if you're not able, if you're not sticking to this program, then that may be a sign to you that maybe totally going to. I'm gonna get real with them and say, hey, dude, like I'm down to walk in with you if you want. So so here I am, and I I can say this openly, and I Mm -hmm. have friends now to help me hold me accountable. Right? Back in the day, we would have never. Yeah. What's the What's the three things? And and I I become like the the guy that nobody wants to hear anymore because I say these same three things every meeting I go to now. What are the three things you need to do to get sober? One, you need to stop doing whatever you were doing, your drug of choice. Two, you need to go to meetings. And three, you need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You got to do those three. You can't do two and have success. And so here I am with something that I'm struggling with. I'm asking for help. I've got people that I'm accountable to each yep. day and, uh, and that, I'm, that I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking suggestions from. I'm still going to meetings and, uh, and I've stopped living the way. And now I've made it part of my 10-step inventory each day. So kind of relates to Jay. If, yep. if the pornography didn't, Stop. Yeah. Then that may have been like, hey, maybe I do need to go to one of these. Yeah. He called me. He called me. I don't know if you remember this. I was going to school out of BYU, Hawaii. He calls me because Lex had called me and said, hey, this is kind of going on. And Jay calls me and I'm like, dude. And I I straight up, do you remember what I told you? Hmm. He goes, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, it's periodically here and there. I'm like, how is this not? I said, how is this not part of your recovery? Oh, yeah. yeah. How is this not part of your sobriety? How, How are you going and sponsoring dudes who are porn addicts and you're periodically looking at porn and he told me out of fact he's like dude that hit me like a, that hit me like totally. a bat to the face yeah dude it goes back to like it goes back to talking like i didn't you know god god has love as it's there's a scripture i learned when i was new in the church uh, god loves those he chastens and inspired bishop told me that because he i was getting chastened every other week for something and so that was a way to help me at the time i thought he was just trying to help me feel better about myself but really like, I learned empathy through suffering myself, right? Like, and this is this thing. Like, dude, we start this program, and on the outside, like, and, and what are the odds, dude? The first, You know this. Like, we when I were here with Lex, and the majority of dudes walked in, I, well, not majority, all of them I sponsored the first year, and 90% of them were porn. And I knew what God was doing, dude. I knew it, and I'm like, I was in denial about it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, you know, and I talked to my sponsor about it, and finally, you know, I couldn't control it. And I, you, you would talk to me about this too, you know, like about, I said, I don't want to go to a bishop, my past experiences. Like, I don't want to go there. Like, and, and if you left, if you haven't walked in my shoes, I had that A mentality. Like, even though I'd never been to A, but I was going to latch on to those things that make you feel good, right? Then they justify your sin and or your whatever your weakness. And it was like, oh, if you haven't walked in my shoes, then you don't have a right to judge me. But you were like, well, dude, it's not about – I remember you telling me this one time. We were going serving or something. You said it's not about judgment. It's about it's about spiritual guidance. Like, they, they sure, they may not be able to help you with 
XYZ addiction council, but they can they can tell they can set some stuff. So when this spiritual experience has started to happen prior to, here's the thing, dude. This is how the Lord works. This is layers, right? He got off the diet. He said he's had layers. This yeah. didn't just happen overnight, right? God prepared me. I saw the bishop almost seven or eight months before I had that spiritual experience in March last this last year. So a year prior, I finally went to the bishop for the first time, believe it or not, in four five years since I had been disfellowshipped or whatever for a long time, eight years. And I said, and I was nervous and I was scared and um, but I went in there feeling I went. I remember going in there because I didn't feel bad, dude. That was a scary thing for me. Mm. I remember walking. Remember we had that yeah. conversation golfing. I said, dude, I don't even feel. Here's I've gotten to a point where I've compartmentalized. This is a talk in Nielsen. Remember I talked about this in an Elvis yeah. when I was yeah. teaching. The reason why I taught that so passionately because that compartmentalizing almost killed. Like, dude, it almost. I was gonna lose my in recovery. In recovery, dude. That's the irony. Like, hardcore evangelist for the recovery. Is compartmentalizing. Some people may be shocked by hearing. Yeah, I, I hope they are because because or and hopefully once again they can. I, this is going to relate to someone who's doing the same thing because if I've done it, I'm sure there's another sicko like me doing the same thing. And you're not a sicko. I'm not a sicko. But what I'm saying is, we can get in these. And when I read that talk from President Nielsen, dude, we we can all do this. Mm-hmm. I, that's what made me feel good. And that happened a year later. But like. I went in there and said, I, I don't feel guilty for this bishop, and that's why I'm here, because I have a, I told him about you. I said, Brad is a great influence in my life, and he's like, he you know, he had said some things the other day about seeing a bishop, and so here I am, dude. And you better believe he gave me counsel that had nothing to do with addiction, but it was kind of cool, and I'll share this. I wasn't going to share this, too, but at the time, I was egotistical with my selfies, right? I was all shredded up, right? And uh, he, he follows me on Instagram. This is why I, I love this. This is 2008. This is cool. Like, your bishop can... He's like, hey, Jay, you know all those selfies you take? Like, he's like, why do you take those? I'm like, well... I inspired him to lose weight. He told me that. He's like... you. I was like, well, it's kind of like a journal. I'm keeping myself accountable, dude. If you put it out there, then, like... You know, anyways, those were the good things. It was rad, right? So those are good things from the social media I wish I could control because that was awesome. He goes, look at taking a journal at night like a selfie because I told him I hadn't been journaling. And he goes, I want you to journal from tonight on about how you feel about this one thing you're trying to overcome. And notice, the, see, see if it changed because I told him I don't think it's going to change. Like I'm, I'm like, I don't think I'm, think I'm going to die with this one. And uh, he goes, write a journal and look at it like a selfie, like progress picture type thing. And, dude, I, it was so simple, and it seems silly. I did it. And within a few months, I had zero desire to do it again. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of things. And then the Lord prepared me for that spiritual experience. Because if I would have had that moment driving up there and still was in my disease, like of that weakness just meshed up, bro, I would have just drove her up there. I probably would have done it for sure because I'm like that. But you drove home. that experience, she would have yeah. stopped in Vegas and then went home. I would have lo- dropped hard. Dude, that was the crazy part. We went to Vegas the next week and have that experience. And Lexi's like, what's wrong with you? Like, she was thought we were going to go there and party. And I'm like, not drinking or anything. But like, I love a, a good a good gamble. And I got her hooked on it. And um, when we're there, this is so gnarly. But like, put it this way, dude, that was the worst Vegas. It's like what Xander's talking about. When you get a head full of any type of spiritualness awakening. away when you get an awakening good luck trying to go back to your sin of choice man like, so i think i mean i know we're running long on this thing but i i, I think uh like the takeaway for what the takeaway should be for people mm-hmm. is that you haven't arrived you, you're never gonna arrive you're it's never not gonna like arrive. you get your eighth chip eighth year chip and then you're just done with all this stuff right and and the the, the journey 
you, you hear guys say you hear the guys say this, and it, and it kind of bugs me, right? So, but but here I am saying it. The, the journey that we've been on, the key is to not get off the path, right? And we're still on the path, and we're still learning. It's easy because I've done it, and I know people have done it to Jay and and myself. It's easy to put guys who have more time in recovery like than a you wise do monk or something. to 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 put them up on this pedestal, right? There's no difference. We're the same guy. We just came in. It's like it's like putting someone. It's like literally putting someone on a pedestal for being born before you. Right? <laughs> like, like that's oh, he's a year older, so he must be smarter. It's literally how you know, or like when you went into the MTC and the so group wait, ahead wait, wait, of you wait, wait, was six. I'm not on a pedestal because I'm born before you guys. <laughs> well, no, you are. What's the <laughs> you're ter- forty years old, so like <laughs> that's like. <laughs> what's the term for the, the pedestal below you? What that? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. The pedestal. The pedestal. Anyways, the more I think the key takeaway is like. Get on the path. Yeah. Stay on the path. Make sure you're progressing on the path. There's going to be times where you're feeling like you're not. Dude, we the were most in important thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. The most important thing that I look back over the last. I mean, listen. When I came in, I was on Suboxone for a while, under the counsel of my family, my class, ecclesiastical leaders, my sponsor. Everyone was on the same page. My addiction was so deep that I should be on that stuff. And I, to be honest, I I didn't know if I was going to be able to get off it. And it was one secret that I had from – I didn't have – it wasn't a secret to anybody except for to Jay because I didn't want Jay to look at me less than. And I also didn't want Jay to have it as an excuse for him to take it because the whole reason I was on it was because for my neck. I just had my neck surgery, right? And luckily, that's – I was able to come off that. But it, it was, I think, a year and a half, two years into my into my sobriety date. And I talked about changing a date and – I didn't. My, my sponsor became the conclusion that I shouldn't change my date. I had worked a solid program. I had abstained from drugs. I I had taken this. But the moral of the stories is that it's black and white. It, it it it's been year after year after year after year. The the, the onions can continually getting pulled back, and it's been different things for Jay and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had different struggles totally. in recovery. But but the we're, the we're same process but is you're happening. Progressing all we're progressing. We're progressing, dude. We you've been coming enough now, Brad, to see. Unfortunately, it's like we're not pointing these people out, but you know the ones that have come since day one, and it's like, dude, their life never. It says this in the steps. Like they they're always confessing their sin, but it's always there. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. dude, I'm so stoked today that we're talking about what we're talking about. It's not something from two years ago, because they're not. That's insane. Like, dude, I, that was my biggest fear. I was going to die that way. It was a lot of outside looking. You guys just that lot of it didn't come quick to you. No, dude. it was a lot nothing, of and nothing, and nothing and, 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 and when you would said a lot of come to a meeting, it's because of the fellowship within the meetings and the spirit can work on you and because the, fact the spirit works on you and also people work on you that you give street cred to. Right? Yeah. Like you're going to take it from someone else in recovery. You're going to listen to what they have and internalize a little more. And the fact that Jay, that Jay and I can come in and be, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I thought I would have taken the fact that I took Suboxone for that long, that I would have took that to the grave. Because I always felt it never made dude, me. Dude, I remember when you pulled me, with like not to keep going, but like, dude, when he went to tell me this, like... I thought he was going to tell me that, like, he killed someone. Like, it was so intense for oh, him yeah, to get out. Oh, yeah, so intense because it was something Bro, it was I like kept, he was from doing Jay, a... kept from Jay for, like, a while. and Or, like, whole first couple years or so. Yeah. Dude, it was intense because I'm like, what, bro? Like, just get it out. I'm thinking, dude, it's all, like... Like, like you're like... I, I think, it, I think he's going to tell yeah, yeah. me that, like, he did something really gnarly. No, I mean, I, from, we were there, open. there was literally everybody from my wife to... Everybody knew this except for Jay. 
And I try and like the the honest reason is I tried to shield it from Jay because I didn't want Jay to have to feel like he needed that quote unquote crutch in the beginning of recovery. But the moral of what I'm getting at is for Jay to talk about the things that he was dealing with two years ago and be honest mm-hmm. about his weaknesses. And I can talk about these things. It's like, listen, what we're saying is we're not freaking perfect. And as each year in recovery is going on, the onion's getting, you know, the layers are getting pulled back. And we're just trying to continue to progress. However, and we had this conversation a couple weeks ago on a thread, the term in AA, progress, not perfection. That's not a J saying. <laughs> no, the saying that comes oh after that is because I actually wrote that next part. Yeah, I wrote that in my book. Jay said, and I have the day. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I think I did. That's legendary. <laughs> I never just. I don't. I already, I, you don't well, I don't hear the AA. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I'm here Jay for the comes first in, time. These people come to me the first time, and they hear these things Jay say that he got from me or from AA or that I got from AA. Yeah. Right? None of it's from me, and and they think it's just Jay doctrine. Anyways, that's funny. <laughs> We, we laugh at that. As Jay always says, one day at a time, you know? Oh, like, freaking so, A, dude. So, anyways, anyways. Wait, Jay didn't make that one up either? <laughs> what False I, identity here. What I'm, I'm just kidding. What I'm saying is is that, listen, in, in the beginning, it's especially as Mormons, right? Especially as Mormons. Yeah. We can look at every commandment, and if you're trying to give up freaking hardcore opiates, mm-hmm. I'm talking you're in, you're in deep, and you're trying to give that up, and you go and you masturbate, right? Or you break some commandment. Smoke a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette. Smoke the whole first three months. What, whatever, whatever it is, you don't, go. Don't home teach for a month. Go you, out to eat on Sunday. Whatever it is, whatever, right? And you, and you feel, it, you, feel, you, feel yeah. you feel guilty enough about it, and you say, "Oh man, I can't be perfect," mm-hmm. and so, so therefore I'm going to go inject heroin into myself. That's freaking hogwash. And so progress, not perfection in AA, and what AA was so good for me is I looked, whoa, 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 okay. And it's line upon line, principle, well, precept the upon precept. precept. That's the scripture. No, right? I know. That, uh, but but, wait, but wait, you wait, hear... You, you hear, didn't make that one up either? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, hear, you hear that stuff, <laughs> and like, but then, right, and so that's what that, that's what progress not, per, progress not perfection is supposed to do for you in the beginning of recovery. However, if you're years into your recovery, and this is what Jay and I... Jay brought up, you know, a couple weeks ago, is if you're years in a recovery and you're hiding behind the same progress, not perfection, Mm -hmm. so that you don't deal with your character weaknesses. So so you justify a small amount of progress than a bigger amount of progress. Just say, listen, the weight that I'm at right now, I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be at this weight. And to say, ah, progress, not perfection. No, that's that's crap. This is something that needs to be addressed that I need to look at inwardly and, and I need to be accountable to and I need to change. And 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 if I just say, oh, progress, not perfection. But how did you get past that? How did you get past justifying, in other words, to well, that, look at? Yeah, to, yeah, to luckily, look, I had that, that, right? yeah. that experience. Okay. And, yeah. and for me. So you, isn't that being spiritually in tune? To have those, to have that impression of absolutely, yeah, 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 absolutely. And so that that, uh, course, that yeah. same thing, right? Because it's a Stay beautiful thing, the, but it's also something you can use to justify. It's necessary for it's necessary for the beginning to get you in and get you working on that one thing. But dude, it is like I said and later in that text is like, dude, that is that was once the bar that was unobtainable, and now it's the baseline. And if I look at it as still a bar that it, like I'm, I'm patting myself on the back and still justifying looking at porn here or watching this here or doing this here or living this way, dropping six G's in Vegas with my wife, 
right after an ARP meeting, you know, like, dude, you know, I'm ta- you know what I'm saying? Like, with, with the edgerants, right? Yeah, you yeah. were there a couple times. Like, uh, and he didn't gamble, just FYI. But, um, but, uh, I slept in the hotel. He slept right? in the hotel like a good he boy. And so I did, I came out pissed because I lost all my money. But, the irony of me saying that, like, like I used to do those things right after these spiritual, you know what I'm saying? And I was compartmentalizing. Yeah. And I said, dude, I already, I would pat myself on the back, bro. I'm still sober. Like, mm-hmm. look at what I'm doing. I'm sponsoring. I'm whoo, whoo. And then what Satan, oh, there's a line in the scripture too. He, that's what he tells you as he carefully leads you down to hell. But, like, you know and, what I mean? And, and I think that's, down. A, that's temptation for all of us, even if we're not yes. an addict. Yes. We're, yes. Like, this is look, a human condition. Look, I... Uh, I served my mission. I'm in the state I, calling, or I'm, yeah. or I'm a, I'm a relief society president, like and I'm. I don't do this, but I do this. I don't like we yeah. all, and then yeah, dude, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's a human cycle. condition. Human condition that we all, and it's super with. big in religion, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be. That's that's one of those things that's that's just because it is doesn't mean it needs to be, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that progress, not perfection, dude. It, is, it, it, by yeah. no means are we saying. But, uh, yeah, we got to make sure we. we well, I think, I think, I think if you listen to the whole podcast, you understand that. Like, we're not I saying that. Like, it's like, but it's it's eternal. It God's principle, you, eternal progression. You need to be progressing. Yes, line if upon you're line. Not progressing in this in the it, it, because yeah. you're hiding behind that saying that that's yeah. not what the saying. You quit right. alcohol yeah. ten years yeah, ago, yeah, and you're it, justifying it, being like, a listen, tea I, to I, everyone. I, I, fresh out of rehab, I read the book over five years ago. What do I need to read it now? Fresh out, fresh out of rehab. I I I went to a freaking sober living. The dude who owned the house and ran the house had 30 years of recovery, and he lived in his room with eight dogs. I'm not exaggerating. Eight dogs, yeah, single with eight dogs. Yes, okay? Is, is that what you want? Did that guy continue to progress? I don't know. Maybe he has a bunch of sick mental health issues. I, I, I don't know, right? I'm just saying that's not what I want at 30 years, and I don't want to be at this weight at but, 30. But I think the progress of action is not to be disappointed that you're not perfect yet. Exactly. That's it. Right. That's just the f- it, yeah. yes. It's there, so you stop beating the crap out of yourself for Put not the being perfect. Down. Yes, yeah. yes. Put the freaking stick down. Stop but then, yourself. but then, but then, but stop patting yourself. If you're on not the back moving, like much. like we know guys, right? We know guys, and we've been these guys. Yeah, so we've been no them, yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah. But there's guys that come to our meetings, and uh, you know, our meetings around here, whatever. And it's like, listen, you've got some time, but you're still dealing with like some very basic character weaknesses that you came in here with on a very high level, it's like, man, we got to start, we got to start dealing with those. Yeah. Yeah. Like sooner or later, like let's do, because dude, we hear it. Like you may not go out, you probably will, but you may not. But dude, like if, if life is all about connection and if life, you know, an addiction opposite is connection, then those defects will disconnect you from humans. We know people like that, that have serious time, like way more than me and like three times what me and Xander have. And these individuals, uh, those character defects that they decided to be, and they pat themselves on the back for recovery. But reality is, those people don't have a lot of, bi- you know, they don't have a lot of connection. Accountability, accountability mirror, baby. Go look in the mirror. This is some some David Goggins stuff. Go look in the freaking mirror. Yep. See what you need to change. Be honest with yourself. And hold yourself accountable. And hold yourself daily. accountable and have somebody help you hold you accountable. And don't just focus on your strengths, man. Focus on those weaknesses and deal with them. Boom. Let's drop the mic right there. Okay, boys, congratulations. Epic. Honor being with you. Uh, powerful year. Five to six was a big growth year. Yeah, yeah was, wait till six to seven. I know. Wait. And I can't wait, wait till for the I beat the living daylights. Dude, he, he need like, just, dude, I'm going to. I'm gonna go so hard this year. Yeah, like gonna I'm gonna be, be hitting great. that bag so hard. It's I'm gonna put a picture great. of that mustache up we on gotta, that bag. <laughs> 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 we, gotta, we gotta sell tickets to this thing. Okay, man. We'll I bet you we could, dude. Uh,
Okay. All right, man. We're out. Until next time, Brad and Jay and Asta. In the hollow of thy hand, as he grows from boy to man, help his understanding deepen and increase. In the hollow of thy hand, as he grows from boy to man, let him know the special blessings of thy peace. Deep in